Welcome to the Connected Insurance Podcast, presented by Agency Revolution. Listen to interviews with the most influential people in the insurance industry. Learn the most important strategies, tactics, trends, and challenges facing today's independent insurance agents and brokers. Subscribe today and get updates delivered right to your inbox. And now, without further delay, the Connected Insurance Podcast. Hello there, this is Michael Chance. Today, happy to be your podcast host for the Connected Insurance Podcast presented by Agency Revolution, creators of Fuse. Fuse is the insurance marketing software that skyrockets retention, boosts policy per customer, and makes your clients love your agency. Kind of hard to argue against that. If you haven't done it lately, uh, do what I did. Request a fresh demo of um, Fuse and prepare to have your mind blown. Mine was visit agencyrevolution.com and see why this is the leading marketing automation platform in the insurance industry today. Uh, That being said, a couple of things. One, way overdue announcement. You're probably quite well aware of this, but I want to welcome Jason Walker as the new president of Agency Revolution. Gosh and gollies, that was a job I had once upon a time. Uh, I wish him the very, very best. Um, And uh, congratulations. And also, um, I don't want to change jobs. Happy, happy to talk to you and to talk to the most interesting people in the insurance industry and host a podcast. <laughs> uh, that being said, there are some other things that we do, and we'll get into that in a moment. Uh, I'm excited about this conversation. My guest is different. Uh, you know, uh, if you've been listening to this podcast series, that I do frequently interview insurtech startups largely because they have such a terrific um, window on the future of this industry and where it's going. And also sometimes very practically, they deliver tools and solutions to problems you may have. Um, In this case, I'm interviewing the um, CEO of uh, an insurance agency that doesn't look like an insurance agency. And guess what? I'm running into more and more of those all the time. Uh, I have some in my mastermind group where it's like, oh, gosh and gollies, is that a an insurance agency or an insure tech? Really hard to tell. Like it's it's unusual for insurance agencies to get funded by venture capital or uh, private equity for growth. But we're seeing that happen more and more. And we're seeing more insurance agencies um, come to the industry and come to the marketplace with innovation and sometimes proprietary technology. Well, in that, uh, in this case, that's what we've got. Uh, my guest, Matthias Rialfi, is the co-founder and CEO um, of Tint.ai. And in this uh, conversation, uh, he shares, um, well, first of all, what it is that he does that's different than what you do. Okay. Um, He creates um, embedded insurance programs. And if you don't know what it is, you're about to find out. And you're going to get a glimpse on why that probably is a tremendous um, growth opportunity for people to get in front of the path of progress on that. Um, So exciting conversation. And I I really do think you're going to get a glimpse on... um, what the future looks like, um, at least in certain corners of this industry. Um, And you'll be uh, exposed to things that you 
really need to be aware of. Now, that being said, uh, before I bring you into this conversation, there are two things that I'd like to um, talk to you about, and I'll do them very briefly. Uh, Number one, um, if you're listening to this um, near its date of publication, which is probably mid-October, um, then you know that we're kind of approaching the end of this year, and I'm thinking about next year. I would like to know, who do you want me to talk to? Uh, what's the nature of the conversation that's most important to you? Um, even if they're not specific names, what's the category of, um, uh, of guest that you would like me to bring into this conversation? Because I consider that I- I'm here speaking for you so you can get the answers that y- you would want to the questions you'd probably ask. So uh, feel free to reach out to me. Um, I may put together a more formal survey system for that. But for now, reach out to me on um, uh, email, michael at michaeljans.com. And uh, the second thing that I wanted to talk to you about is speaking of next year, um, as I begin to think about next year, if you're looking for serious growth um, next year in your business and you're in the independent agency channel, um, agency and sure tech, what have you, uh, I'm, um, preparing for a few, uh, openings, a few open seats in my mastermind group. Um, uh, we focus on organic growth, um, and the things that it takes for us, uh, for each of the members to scale, not uncommon for members of this group to have a 25 to 40%, uh, growth rate. I've got a few members that, uh, that grow at even, an even faster pace than that. Now, I can't guarantee it, certainly. But uh, if you're looking for uh, guidance and training, idea sharing with the best in the business, if you're looking for the kind of accountability that helps you improve your performance um, in this group, we've got uh, top 20 brokers in the U.S. We've got uh, some of the very fastest growing agencies in the United States. I've got well-funded technology companies that are in our space. Um, and I think I'm going to have a few open seats. I've expanded my um, the uh, room that we meet in, that kind of our clubhouse. Um, and so um, this is a really exciting group. But I do want to stress um, you don't need to be uh, one of the, you don't need to be super big. You don't need to be fast growing. What I'm really looking for are those who are serious about what they're trying to build. They want to build something that is uh, world-class where they are to make a difference in the marketplace that they serve and they want to scale. So if you're curious about it, reach out to me. I'll get you more information. Email is fine. LinkedIn is fine. Uh, Michael at michaeljans.com, and I'm easy to find on LinkedIn. That being said, um, I am excited to introduce you to this conversation uh, with my guest, Mateus Ralfi. Mateus Rialfi, licensed insurance agent. Thanks so much for joining us. How are you? Hi, I'm good, Michael. How are you? I'm very good. Um, I chuckle a little bit when I say licensed agent because... Um, it's, uh, the shape and the structure and the definition of what an agency is these days is so much more fluid than it was not that long ago. (laughs) You you, you Mm -hmm. don't, I I don't, I don't think anybody would, 
uh, like walk by your office and say, oh, yeah, that's an insurance agency. You know, it's you're not a Main Street agency. And so we're seeing a lot of a lot of shift, a lot of change, uh, as I think I may have mentioned to you in a previous conversation. I've got members of my mastermind group, which has historically been insurance agency principals. I've got some that I, honestly, I, I don't know if they're more insure tech or more agency. You know, mm-hmm. I've got agencies. I have an agency client who just recruited $15 million in, in, in funding to expand. Um, that's not the kind of thing that used to happen. And another one that's, you know, probably got perhaps one of the largest uh, checks ever written by a venture capitalist to it, it. It's an agency, but it just doesn't look and feel like it. So I'm really excited about this conversation and how you typify the transformation that the independent agency channels undergoing right now. So with that long introduction, thanks for joining us. How are you? I'm good. And thank you so much for uh, having me here. So, yeah, no, I'm excited about this. So a uh, quick background. Um, I know you, but who are you? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Mateus Riofi, as you mentioned. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Tent. Uh, we uh, make it easy for the tech platforms to create their own uh, intrinsic embedded insurance products. So products that help protect uh, risks that their end users have so they can you know, sell more and they can uh, increase their profitability. So for example, uh, every time you somebody gets into an Uber, uh, you may not think about it, but you are in a way purchasing insurance. Every Uber ride is insured by you know, an insurance policy that Uber secures and put in place. It's just that it, it it's not brought to the to the customer as a as a separate choice, so that it goes embedded into uh, the experience. And uh, our job is to uh, make sure that more companies can have access to the technology, the compliance, the insurance partners that companies like Uber have. Um, I, you and I, we, we were chuckling a moment ago when I um, before we hit the record button. Um, that, uh, you know, I, I said, you typify a kind of a, an emerging category in insurance, embedded insurance, and you agreed and you said you didn't think that the term for the category embedded insurance existed more than three years ago. That's right. Uh, embedded insurance is definitely a, a new term. Um, now, this, there are some variations of uh you know, selling insurance through partners in you know, affiliates and things like that existed obviously for a much longer. But you know, at least the, the kind of current incarnation, what, what is embedded insurance, is really this idea that there are some insurance use cases that are better sold as features um, of an existing product and brand as opposed to standalone product. So in the example that I mentioned with Uber, uh, imagine if you... Uh, just call an Uber and then you get an SMS saying, great. So now you have five minutes to buy insurance from other companies. Otherwise, you can join and get into this car. That is not, obviously is an extreme example, but it shows how for the Uber use case, the idea of the insurance coming embedded as part of the service, it's better than if people had to shop it around. Um, it doesn't mean that all insurance use cases will eventually become embedded or will be better distributed embedded. But now what we believe is that the embedded insurance uh, wave, it's probably one of the biggest uh, revolutions in insurance 
since it was created. Like we believe that if you fast forward 10 years, a lot of uh, kind of new products that would emerge and existing use cases will be part of this embedded insurance kind of model. Um, just to clarify, um, some and maybe most, I'm not sure, of um, embedded insurance uh, um, use cases are involuntary. So in other words, when you purchase the Uber trip, you're not choosing whether or not mm-hmm. there should be insurance on that. Uh, however, there are some. So for example, uh, Mateus, I interviewed uh, Cover Genius some time ago mm-hmm. on this show. Yes. And they're a company that specializes in embedded insurance. And one of their early and very successful ventures was in, was in uh, travel insurance. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I can't remember who they're embedded with, but you know, one, one or more of the larger um, travel insurance or travel sites where you could, let's say, book, book a ticket, book a trip, make a vacation. And then as you're checking out, boom, you can make the vo- a voluntary decision to purchase embedded insurance. Do you want travel insurance with that? Boom. Right. And it's automatically yeah. taken care of. So mm-hmm. there's some creativity and some flexibility in that, um, category of insurance. Yeah. All right. Mateus, I want to just I want to circle back very quickly, and then you know we'll continue. Uh, you have a history in technology. How yes. did you get yep. here? Yeah, T- tell us how you tell us how you got here from you know growing up in Brazil to uh, you know now a tech startup in California. Yes, uh, uh, it was uh, definitely. Um, as many of of, of uh, people listening to us now, I did not anticipate that I would be in the insurance business, but I eventually I felt in love um, with it. So yeah, my, my story is I came to the US about 11 years ago to uh, attend Harvard Business School. I was an MBA student there. And the reason why I came is because I wanted to launch global businesses. So it's in technology. And then I thought that obviously... U.S. Uh, is, is probably the most uh, the, the best place to do that, and I was you know, very interested in coming to the Silicon Valley to learn how people did it here. Um, so I came to the Valley uh, after graduation, and I ended up joining this startup called Turo, which is today the lead, leading peer-to-peer car sharing marketplace, a multi-billion-dollar uh, business that you know it's it's uh, very close to being public. But at the time I joined them, there were about 15 people. And so I was one of the first uh, early employees. And, and eventually I uh, ended up leading the international expansion of all the business outside of the U.S. And I spent 80% of my time with insurance. Mm-hmm. That was completely unexpected. I didn't know what you know, how insurance worked at the time. But you know, after talking to so many carriers in so many countries and understanding all the nuances and complexities, even within the car uh, space, um, I, you know, I found very, very interesting, like the combination of, you know, it's, it was a data business with all yeah. kind of wrapped in the legal complexity that we all know, regulatory complexity, uh, but it's something that touches everybody's lives. It's something that is a very, very important category that you know, capitalism just doesn't work without it. So that kind of got me into um, get, you know, almost like getting married in insurance and, ex- and, uh, and selecting this as kind of my long-term um, career. So uh, I team up with a, one of my co-founders at Tint, uh, sorry, at Turo. Uh, we founded Tint 
And then, as you mentioned, I ended up becoming a licensed agent in, in, in all states. I did a lot of like different insurance kind of courses and, and I've been doing this embedded insurance uh, now for about eight years now, if we add my, my Turo and my Tint experience. Um, if you could give us a sort of a, like a quick overview of, of like where you think embedded insurance is going to, going to be showing up in people's lives, if not now, in the next 24 to 36 months. Yeah, no, absolutely. So embedded insurance already shows in your life in many different places. So it's, it's already a reality. So you think about if you buy a Tesla, you're probably going to buy Tesla insurance from Tesla and eventually it's going to be part of your kind of Tesla subscription, right? If you buy an iPhone, uh, you are offered Apple Care, which is nothing but an insurance protection that you know, will cover your phone if you're lost, stolen, but also the extended kind of warranty and and, this, and the services around kind of getting your phone back on track. As I mentioned, Uber, Airbnb, every time we interact with any of the sharing economy companies, there is insurance. So if you um, rent an Airbnb and something happens while we're there, that's all covered and Airbnb created uh, now a more kind of public add-on version of the, the product that includes travel, includes other things. So Airbnb has been expanding a lot its scope in the uh, in the travel insurance space. Um, another example here, if you, you know, companies like Flexport, they are like logistics brokers, they you now their customers can purchase shipping insurance or cargo insurance through their platforms. So if you look around us, it's it's already happening, right? Um, but it's obviously, as you mentioned, is is a relatively early um, early tendency. And when we compare the premiums that are going embedded versus the the, the size of the insurance space, this is still a very small percentage. But we believe that you know it, it's growing very fast, and it will continue to grow in the twenty four to thirty six months. But uh, our belief is, if you fast forward ten years that's going to be a significant share, right? We have now some experts predicting 30%, 40% of the total insurance premium being embedded. And we believe that now, regardless of where this is number going to be, it's definitely going to be a sizable uh, share. Um, difficult to predict, but it, it does seem that um, embedded insurance could uh, perform one of two different behaviors. One, it could replace existing insurance options. So for example, buy a car with insurance embedded in it, then you don't need to make the mm-hmm. purchase on your own. So that, that's where it's replacing an existing. Or two, um, uh, adding, adding insurance where typically perhaps it just didn't exist before. So when you purchase something, Yes. Um, whatever that may be, like typically you may, it, it, the, the risk simply may have been all on, on you and now you have the opportunity to get it now. And then there's this sort of stuff in between, but like the, like travel insurance, uh, you know, may, may not have gotten around to like calling my, who, whoever could sell me travel insurance, right? After I booked mm-hmm. a trip, but boom, now there it is right there on the platform, buy it with a click, easy to do. So uh, some of it seems that some of what embedded insurance will do will be compete with the existing channels, and some of what it will do will be to enhance um, uh, ex- protection, and 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 really in many ways conceivably work with existing channels. I mean conceivably, so you 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 could, for example, um, work with 
an agency that has a niche that perhaps has been selling a kind of insurance that now may be able to creatively find a way to embed that in their relationship? Yes, uh, I, I think you're right. Uh, the um, the impact of embedded insurance will, uh, I imagine, expand the market because there are all those use cases that, as you mentioned, are like uninsured now and the convenience uh. and relevance of... Uh, of the embedded uh, will will make them customers like start purchasing those. Um, there will be definitely some level of re- replacement. Like think about Turo. Um, Turo um, like can help people buy fewer cars, and then if they do that, there will be less auto insurance and more premiums go through PHP or car sharing insurance as people use cars in, uh, uh, when they need, it, as opposed to to owning them. But again, this is still a very small part of the entire. Uh, auto market and probably you know people are always going to own cars and some of them are always going right. to buy auto insurance directly. But then, as your point about the agencies and 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 it's absolutely true. Um, what we're seeing is that more and more companies in many verticals are trying to monetize, especially in a economic uh, scenario like today, in a kind of quasi recession. They're trying to find drivers of profitability of ways to increase the value for their customers. And that's exactly where embedded insurance fits because it can help you do both. And the agents, they are already working with those companies that you know they're, they're kind of helping them with more than insurance policies with their risk management stack. And if there's an opportunity that some of this risk managed can become an embedded insurance product, that those companies can start offering their customers and monetize that. Um, the agent has a very, uh, I'd say, important role in educating the, their customers at this possibility and hopefully like, you know, profiting from, from that um, as well. Um, well, this, this opens up a fascinating exploration. Um, what do you see is like, uh, what's the ideal um, product? in which you could embed and it may not just be product it might also be the sales process itself so you know for, for you what what's an ideal customer and, and what kind of um what 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 kind of things could people con- uh, you know possibly be contemplating um where this becomes an opportunity for them yeah um i think the the there the two say components there is like one um, is like what kind of like, companies and distribution channels. And the second one is like what, what kind of insurance products, right? They, they can think about. In terms of distribution channel, we tend to see that you know, digital channels work best, right? So it's easier to, if, they, if the company has a website or is transacting some of those things online, it's easier to just embed that. It doesn't mean that it's the only way. Let's think about all the car rentals that have been selling you embedded insurance for years. And they do most of that now offline in the counter. So they are best buy selling you extended warranties when you buy your TV. So there are enough examples there are not online, but obviously it's easier. The distribution works easier if it's, the customer has some sort of online uh, presence or even better if it's a tech, tech company. Um, then on the other side of types of products, uh, right now in bad insurance, you can see examples everywhere, right? Like typically... Now, shipping insurance, um, it's a good use case. Like all transportation-related insurance tend to be good ones. 
extended warranties every time there's a hardware being transacted and that they require some maintenance can have some kind of warranties um, on that. Vacation rental spaces, like you know, short-term rentals where uh, homeowners policies don't necessarily protect the their, 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 their owner on those cases. So we've seen a variety, but one of the common factors, even though the lines of insurance are very different, one of the common factors that we see amongst them is this idea that it is a risk that is intrinsic to the company, right? So when, they, so when you ship a package in a shipping marketplace, there is an intrinsic risk that that package gets damaged or never arrives. And then depending on how much is the value goes above what is the carrier coverage. That's a perfect example of where embedded insurance can come because uh, not only you can re- remove this risk from the customer, so ha- helping the customer transact and convert better, but no, you can charge something for that. Say you want to ship a $500 item, your carrier only covers 100. So for an additional $5, say, if your item is, is damaged, you're going to get paid. So now I feel more, I trust more the service like when, when this happened. Um, yeah. So, so you can really, um, you can embed insurance in a product, but you can also embed insurance in a service. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, and uh, typically, um, what's the nature of the carrier that wants to engage in embedded insurance? And, and of course, do, do you see that expanding over time? Do you see traditional carriers? Or are, there, are their eyes lighting up? Are their eyes glazing over? Or are their eyes just closing to this as an opportunity? Yeah, it's, it's interesting you ask that because I would say today is all of the above. Uh, we do have, and we talked with you know, dozens of carriers or, or like ourselves as part of our um, kind of business. And we see um, sometimes some very large carriers that are uh, on the forefront of this and which which has no, no, they have embedded insurance as part of the boardroom discussions already. We see... Um, very innovative carriers, the specialty that they tend to move faster and kind of like kind of be more risk takers, kind of having a, a big uh, impact on that. So we see Lloyd, different Lloyd syndicates kind of very active on the space, so like a bit more the surplus or ENS and specialty world. And we see carriers that are kind of trying to stop this this trend or like they don't want to participate. They you know see as a competitive threat to uh, to their businesses. So I I don't know what is the percentages in each of those, yeah. but I would say uh, the trend is so pervasive now that like, you know, almost like, you know, every carrier is talking about it. So you would assume that like in the C-suite or the boardroom of the major national and global carriers, they're talking about this thing that you do. They are absolutely, right? and, and, and they're, they're talking about out. it may, may, so, somewhere, but you know, bouncing between anxiety and opportunity. Yes, that's right. And what we're seeing is like you know, a lot of them are thinking as a new channel. So the same way, think of the internet in the you know early two thousands when you could start selling insurance online. Like it's a new channel that, and then the mobile apps later, like those two uh, changes. But what we find interesting is that you know the insurance product was exactly the same. Let's say the same auto policy 
is just sold through an app instead of through traditional channels, but everything else is the same. Pricing, structure, coverages. What we get very excited about embedded insurance is that it changes, the, for the most part, the product manufacturing. As we discussed in the Uber case, like that does not look the same as an auto policy, right? Even though it's protecting exactly the same risks, but in a radically different way. So we mm -hmm. believe that, and that's when carriers, I think, kind of are trying to figure out is that embedded insurance is not only a distribution story, it is a manufacturing story. And therefore, it's it's much bigger than most people kind of think. Okay, so um, when uh, when when somebody looks at this, you know, sort of emerging category, mm -hmm. and, and and you know, they say, oh, you know, maybe listening to this, and they say that, like, yeah, okay, maybe like thirty to forty percent of insurance is going to be delivered this way. Um, do you think this will change much? the nature of the independent agency distribution system. I mean, is, is this going to be kind of an outlier for the average agency? Do you see this as being a, maybe a competitor or an opportunity? What, what does this mean to the independent agency of today? Yeah, we see that. Of which, of which I fully acknowledge you are one. <laughs> You're just a different, you know, a different kind. Yeah, we see we see a little bit as a as an like as an opportunity, right? Or every change, I think there will be um, a, a, like a side of uh, can be you know a threat, but you no, know, uh, there's always the the bright side. You know, if agents um, participate and how depending on how they participate, there can be um, an opportunity. Like particularly for agents, they are in the commercial space. So again, like all of them who have access to companies who could be the prime distribution channels for those kind of products. So that could be definitely that could be one of their kind of tools that they use in the risk uh, consulting, the risk arsenals. We have the example of all the captive managers or the 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 agents they are on the kind of alternative risk or uh, risk transfer spaces. Like there's a lot of opportunities on captives and kind of how to leverage those for embedded insurance as well. Ah, yeah. Um, so I do think that an overall, it's a huge opportunity. And that's going back to our discussion on insurers. Like to right now, most of them have, after initial shock, have kind of gotten open to seeing that as an opportunity. And that's very exciting. And it, I believe it will be the same for the agents. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, can you share a little bit about like a real use case, like a, a like how you've um, how you've structured an embedded insurance program with a real product and a real company? Yes, uh, we have you know, a few public um, uh, case studies and, and on, our, on our website. And one of that we we like, which is you not know, very niche, but it speaks to the, the uh, flexibility and the breadth of this of this, this product. There's a marketplace called uh, Sitten Shipper. And what they do is that they connect um, shippers who wants to ship primarily pets with uh, trans carriers, transportation companies or individuals who want to transfer their pets. So suppose you bought a dog in Boston, you want to get them in, in New York or San Francisco, you can use their websites to kind of like facilitate that transfer. Or if you're moving or flying, whatever it is, like you can use, kind of ship your dog, your cat, like your, your pet primarily. 
Okay, so, so th- this is like going to the UPS store, right? Like, so I just shipped four boxes up to my daughter, and and it was like, you know, here's here's the shipping. What's it worth to you, <laughs> right? And so mm-hmm. that's really kind of an example of embedded insurance in in the transaction process in a exactly. sort of in, in a traditional transaction process. But now you've got another one. Yeah, I just bought a Portuguese water dog in Boston, and I needed to ship them to Arizona. Yes, and, and then what they do up alive. Exactly. And everybody know, as we know, there are unfortunate circumstances where the dog may require emergency care, the mm-hmm. be brought up to the vet, whatever the things, the complications that can happen on that transaction. So we help citizen shipping to create a protection program for the shippers that you now every shipping shipment on the platform is protected by, I believe it's up to a thousand dollars of expenses in case there was something wrong. With that, with that transaction in magical expenses or you know things related to, to that, and you know again now people trust more the website uh, and they understand that like you know in the uh, unfortunate case where something were to happen, at least they are protected. Versus if they were to use another website that don't offer that, they would be uh, on the hook for the financial loss. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Um, so in some cases, Mateus, it would sound like you need to create the insurance program itself is that right like if, if somebody mm-hmm. comes to you like we have a problem you solve the problem that means you know basically creating an insurance product uh, and, and i i would assume that that comes with some challenges at times right like it does people might be, people might yeah. be shipping dogs people might be you know shipping books right so there's a little yeah. bit of a difference in, in risk People might be shipping rare books. Um, ha- yeah, that's that, that you must have some interesting challenges uh, working with the uh, a- actuaries to design a program. You know, it's, it's absolutely true because you know, our, our vision is to eventually help any company uh, create like embedded insurance programs to any kind of risk, right? So obviously, what we are. Uh, building the company in a way that we can handle that complexity. Um, but a little bit like think about you know, the way Amazon started as a bookstore and eventually became the everything store. It was a journey, right? Adding categories as they grew. And uh, we are um, doing a little bit the same. Like we have a few categories there uh, that we have experience. We've done that multiple times, which you know a lot faster and easier to launch on them. And then, but we still will look at the deals that come on a deal by deal basis and assess the complexity, the size, and see if we can um, support that. Now, eventually, we will support you know, hundreds of different use cases in a very seamless way. But obviously, it's it's a journey uh, to get there. As everybody here in this this podcast would appreciate the complexities of launching. Yeah, uh, yeah, indeed, and in, in such a um, such a young category. Um, so, uh, Mateus, if you would tell us, uh, you know, a little bit about, um, you know, let's, let's get down to the weeds about Tint and, you know, what is it that you would want people to know about your solution? Yes. So, uh, at Tint, what we do again, like the, look, we talked a little bit about the what and the embedded insurance and different products and kind of how, how we help these companies create their, their own programs. Uh, I think it's, it's important to talk about the how, uh, which is um, is like you know, we we help. We have a, a technology um, solution 
that now software that now has all the policy admin, the claims management piece, like you know, uh, APIs or any connectivity with the to, with the, with the with our customers. So it's very, pretty much everything they need on the software side to create a new embedded insurance uh, program. Mm -hmm. Then we have you know we help them with compliance, like you know kind of. Um, like and we have a legal team, we work with external uh, law firms to just making sure that all the programs kind of all the compliance things in place. And we also work finding capacity for those programs, which you know, could be a, one of your questions, but who are the insurance partners? So we can bring an insurance partner, uh, not only me personally, but Tint is a licensed agent. Uh, so we can work finding the, the partners as well. But we are also like a captive manager. So for customers who want to self-insure to retain part or most of the risk, we can help them, we know, cap the sales and all those things behind the scenes. So from, from the customer perspective, should feel end-to-end uh, -end solution that they can just know, we help them design everything, plug and play, and they can start um, serving, um, serving their customers. Yeah, okay. Um, so if people want to find out more about tint or really about embedded insurance because you've got some solid content there that's generic um they can visit your website and that's tint t-i-n-t dot a-i that's am right. i right right mm -hmm. okay um do you want to take just a, a brief moment and explain the a-i connection to tint Yes, so we haven't gotten to all the details on when I mentioned the software part, but we uh, our no, first product was um, an AI powered um, score to help for help risk selection. So we do have customers today that have you know very sophisticated um, ways to you know screen for you know, underwriting risks and and eventually pricing, particularly in. Uh, non-admitted use cases where you kind of like can have a bit more flexibility on pricing and the kind of things. So we started as an AI company. We have a very sophisticated um, data and software when it comes to AI kind of pricing and risk selection. And the Tint.com is taken and it's probably cost a lot of money for us to buy. So we haven't. <laughs> <Right. Just Okay. laughs> <yet>. Right. <laughs> All right. Very good. So they can, they can find out more information at tint.ai. Anything else? Is there any other way where, where you would want somebody to reach out to you or should they just find you on your website? Uh, the website is always a good uh, place. So if you're free to reach out to me directly on LinkedIn, I'm normally very responsive there. And happy to help with anything um, that we can. All right. Very good. Uh, Mateus, I uh, wish you the best of luck. Um, it does. It takes courage to do what you're doing, um, particularly in a young category. So um, all the best to you. And thanks so much for uh, sharing a, um, uh, uh, yeah, a a unique perspective on something that I think a lot of us are just not even looking at and probably should be. So thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Michael. It was a pleasure being here. Thanks for having me. Indeed. Thank you for listening to the Connected Insurance Podcast. If you found this episode informative, please share it with your peers and colleagues. Explore the Connected Insurance family of resources for insurance agents and brokers by visiting agencyrevolution.com and clicking media. Subscribe and get updates delivered right to your inbox.